I'm going to uh, start the the starting soon video. I'm going to turn down the uh, thing. Oh, the starting soon. Yeah, so I'm going to let that run with the sound off, and then for oh like God, for just cameras. like a just to make sure that we're streaming re- really good. Mm-hmm. No more uh, ghosts in the machine. Yeah, hope not. We had a live stream that was literally a ghost going. Well, it but was a buffer what's, issue. That's that what was, started the EVP that was stuff. Dwight, 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 Dwight. It was me saying something that just ended up sounding like Dwight over and over again for like the first half of an entire interview. We're like, due to technical difficulties and a ghost. Proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grit. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. And there is no Brogan today because we're recording on a day where he is very busy with his real job at Wizards Keep Games. Go find all your nerdy stuff at Wizards Keep Games. All right, we got that out of the way. If you guys want to get a hold of us, please do so. You can do so by finding all the way to contact all the ways to contact us at gritcitypodcast.com, which will find the email, which is info at gritcitypodcast.com, or some a whole bunch of different other ones. You can go ahead and link on uh, link to all of those from there. Uh, our social media, you can see all the fun stuff that Jeff posts on Instagram, which is usually us looking stupid and Scott with his finger up his nose. I'm usually touching my face or my mouth is open yeah. almost every picture we have yeah. or you're flipping off the camera oh, yeah, when happening. you actually notice when the, the picture's being taken yeah. <laughs> uh, the Twitter the Twitter the Twitter the Twitter yeah if you want to follow us on Twitter uh, we do a whole bunch of stuff there and then also the Facebook as well plenty of ways to get a hold of us and one of the ways that you can actually help us uh, financially and it's I mean it's like I feel like every time I do this and spiritually as well oh spiritually yes uh, now I really want to play that ceremony McLaughlin, like in the arms of an angel music, and just have pictures of us looking sad. Please give us money. (laughs) No, we're not that bad, but we do want better equipment and uh, the ability to do a lot of cooler stuff. And so the best way to do that is patreon.com slash grit city podcast. Become a patron because you can do something as simple as a buck an episode a month, which uh, helps us out uh, in a small way. If you want maybe a T-shirt or hoodies, uh, we can kind of help you out with that by getting some of the taller tiers. And one of the best tiers, if you have a business that you want to promote, well, what do you do, Scott? Um, You jump on our Patreon account and you do the $50 tier. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about you like Jason, the bacon savior. Like, I think at this point he needs his business. He needs it to redirect from baconsavior.com. I think it's going to be the one (laughs) thing that'll do that. And if you've listened to the previous podcast, we call him the bacon savior because he literally saved Brogan's life. And this is why I mean, he's also giving us money. So that's awesome. But this is also why we want to promote him, because he will save your life and he'll also save your business with (laughs) Castle Security and Protection. Uh You can find it at Castle 
MuscleSecPro.com. And if you didn't know, it's a security firm that provides services to business owners in the greater Seattle area. You've got years of law enforcement and security experience that they can provide uh, help provide you with uh, an in-depth evaluation of your business. And they can say, hey, this thing right here is a bad idea because you can have someone coming in like uh, Tom Cruise style. Like if you don't have those lasers correct, he can show you how it's not going to work for your business. Show you how to float on the floor. floor. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now if there's like a uh, Olympic level gymnast, they're going to be able to flip through these things and be able to, you know, get through your security systems. He could recommend a gate a week before your <laughs> business gets broken. <laughs> yeah. And then when you ignore it, uh, you can get broken into and then put the gate in after. And you know what? Jason helped broken when that happened. He did. Not saying it happened, but it did happen to Wizards Keep Games. And uh, <laughs> now they're a tighter ship and uh, definitely more secure at that point. Um, if you want to set up a consultation or get more information, you can give Jason a call at 206-659-5992. Or it's really simple. You can visit castlesecpro.com. That's S-E-C-P-R-O.com. And Castle is just like any sort of castle there. And we always link these stuff in our uh, show notes. So you can check that out as well. And if you want to do other advertising as opposed to just doing the Patreon thing, please just go ahead and uh, give Scott an email. Yeah, man. Info <laughs> at gritcitypodcast.com. I take them all. All the emails. Send them to us. Yeah. And it's, it's a fun way to support us, help us do some fun things, uh, is the Patreon. And either advertising through that with the $50 tier, or if you just want to help us out a little bit, uh, a little bit goes a long way. And if you can't do that, give us a uh, give us an, uh, share like yeah, man, on the social media, that sort of stuff. That, that's the most important thing, honestly, man. Just tell your friends. Tell two or three friends. If everybody did that, every, everything would be good, right? Tell people to listen to this podcast, and uh, that way our numbers go up, and then I stop having freakouts uh, to Scott where I'm like, nobody's listening to us. Oh, my God. Numbers are never, you know what? They're never as good as you want them to be, no matter what. No. You know what I think is cool, though? Honestly, as looking, I mean, I'm going to go off off the rails here a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think it's cool that we get so many um, downloads from other places. Have you ever jumped on there and looked, Jeff? Yes. Where, where we get we get a bunch from California, which I think is really neat. Virginia, New York, mm-hmm. they're not even local, and people are listening, right? So if if you want some way to support your Tacoma thing in another place, t-shirts and hoodies from our Patreon. Exactly, and they'd be like, "Oh, that grit city, that looks cool. Is that f- uh, a, a gritty city in uh, California?" And they're like, "No, it's Tacoma." No. Even though there's a bunch of grit cities, I think everywhere we're the grittiest. No, not. There's, there's not. There's, there's just not. One. Yeah. Well, that's why I think we have a lot of <laughs> approval because this is like one of the small big towns. Everybody has a local bar they love we, everybody has the eccentric people everybody has the gritty downtown mm-hmm. everybody has a meth problem <laughs> everybody does right everybody everybody, everybody. Uh, maybe we're just super special on that uh i've been kind of the person who's been i mean i i'm on the internet all the time and one of the fun places to go to because it's not there's not necessarily a whole lot of people that go to it um but it's fun to is the reddit the tacoma reddit yeah. and i talked about it last episode because we had a really good comment about actual our actual podcast which was yeah. fun because it was a, another insight into the history um but one of the ones i found out and it's it's funny because i'm such a dork with this but a, a constant thing other than people are like is it safe to live here and everyone's like <laughs> shut up no it's not safe to live here go away it, it is don't worry about it you didn't live here in the 90s so you're going to be fine uh, but another one is just those random what's the best so and so i love those man you find all kinds of cool places to drink places to mm-hmm. go see um 
food, everything, man. And you don't need to make a post. You can literally just kind of browse through and you'll find what's the best whatever wherever you're going. Like, oh. I, st- I still want to go to Little Jerry's. Like, the Seinfeld breakfast place. It's Seinfeld-based and it's, it, it's, it's hilarious. For, like, Festivus, they had a poll. You could air your grievances. They've got the cutouts. And it's just, it's a little place that's open up a, once in a while. I want to check that out. Dude, we have all kinds of cool things here. I was going to uh, throw out a little shout out to uh, yeah. Church Cantina. Did you see oh. they made... They made like uh, best of Tacoma's food top five or whatever. Really? Of, yeah, of 2019. Oh man, for those, those, times. Cu- those yeah. Cubans are so good. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Good sandwiches. I thought that was great. And good they're doing them. and they're doing a lot more stuff. I mean, uh, I love Adam, Nicole, and Rusty. Like they've put together something really fun. They're having goth dance nights. Yeah. Uh, the last Friday of every month, and I'm like, I'm a non-practicing goth. So like, I, I subscribe. Which part are you non-practicing <laughs> with your black hoodie on right now? What are you talking about? I'm just cold, man, and just the ghost. Thing, uh, that's just a that's just a fun hobby. I'm not into that, yeah. But uh, I'm like super stoked for all the stuff that they're going to be doing. There's a there's a vibrant scene. There's it's it, it's it's funny because it's not necessarily up and coming on South Tacoma Way, but there's a lot of revamp going down uh, that is making it more interesting. Other than just bars, there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Sixth Avenue has just been doing their thing for so long. Where really they have that other uh, surge space down there now too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right on uh, South Tacoma Way, uh, straight across from basically the ch- kitty corner from the church cantina. So small business, a little entrepreneur thing going mm-hmm. on, man, rolling there. Yes, and I mean like right here, we're at the Union Club and right next to so that is the McMinimans that is going to be opening very soon. The Haunted Union Club. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just messing with you. I know. Like, seriously, I'm going to get paranormal people in here and I check this should. out. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, we'll get cleared for it first. We're not just going to bomb on, uh, on in here. But... Sneak Andrew in here. <laughs> uh... But one of the things I found on the Reddit that I thought it was cool was the best mac and cheese in Tacoma. What? You don't know this, but there's a lot of really good mac and cheese here that you might not necessarily know. And the, seriously, the first one that came up, the the, the highest uh, rated uh, upvoted thing was the Top of Tacoma. Oh, yeah. I love the Top of Tacoma. I don't necessarily love going and hanging out in the top of Tacoma because it's always packed and it's, it takes forever to be able to get that. Um, but they also do takeout, which is fantastic. They have some of the best food in Tacoma. Yep. And the mac and cheese is one of those right there. Like people, people love it. And I have to absolutely agree with that one. Uh, another person says the lobster mac and cheese at the lobster sh- uh, shack is pretty bomb Mm -hmm. and they are i mean you can google it but i think they're the one on the waterfront i don't know you got me there i I don't (laughs) i don't do seafood man i wish i did you don't do like you you can put so many things in mac and cheese and it's great lobster mac is amazing pulled pork mac is amazing i know that's not seafood but i'm just saying that's stuff that you can throw in there you can make something maybe you're not totally down for This is what happens when you live in Nevada. I know. It's, that's grew up in Nevada, look, and then you come to the place that has amazing seafood, dude. I'm not I'm not arguing. I wish I wish I liked seafood, but every time I try to eat like shrimp or anything, they just remind me of bugs, and it just grosses me out, and I just can't I get eat it. it so. I get it. I, get I wish it. I could, man. I just can't. I don't know. Jeff, are you a seafood guy? Yeah. Nice. Okay. I was going to say, I was going to throw the Valley on there, too, if, you, oh, if, they, if they are yeah. not they should be on there. The Valley is one of those places that is very unassuming because it's right on um, Puyallup Avenue. Right, is It's pretty close to the donut shop that says it's open 24 hours, but it's never open 24 hours. 
I may have an issue with that. <laughs> and then it's like across from the Amtrak station and a lot of that stuff. And it's very unassuming. They've got it's a great place for music. Yeah. Live music is insane there, and their food is so good. You wouldn't know it from the outside, right? Like you drive it's, by the bar place yeah. and you're like, I, I'm not going to eat there. Go there and eat there. It's awesome. Yeah, so it's owned by the out. same people that own Eleven Eleven, which is awesome uh, another as great well. place. Uh, somebody said the Southern Kitchen has really good uh, mac and cheese. Oh. Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. You I, couldn't I, nod your head faster. That was great. Dude. Uh, and Southern Kitchen was great too because I remember going there with my grandpa, and he would always get the catfish because you get a full fried catfish, Ooh. just boom right there. And he loved that stuff. And the only place that I've been down for eating okra. Because they fry okra and it's good. Regularly cooked okra is nasty and slimy and it's like eating snot. But they don't do that. <laughs> uh, someone else said the copper door is great for mac and cheese. Oh, I wouldn't expect that. Someone did also say the eleven eleven yeah. and yeah and uh, the valley also brought it up too. So there's a lot of places <laughs> they that we make just like, good food. Yeah, man. dude. Yeah, it's you so good. You don't think so? Because it, it, it's like a punk bar almost. Yeah, you know what I mean. And Absolutely. Then you go in there and they make the best food. You're like, where did this place come from? They do I, vegan tacos on Tuesdays. Really? Well. Yes, that are great. Oh. Yeah. And that's one of those things. Uh, I mean, like taco is in Tacoma. Like it's literally in there. You can find a day for tacos every single day of the week. Like I know, like seriously, like Taco Tuesday is a like a trademarked thing owned by some dude in like in like is Georgia really? or something. Yeah. And yeah, like one place has the like. How can you how can you trademark a day and a food? Like that's ridiculous. They, they trademarked the phrase. Well, I want Pizza Fridays then. All right. Well, go ahead and trademark that. All right. I'm doing it. <laughs> you guys heard it here first. And so, but it's like in Tacoma, like you can find places like uh, I know the top of Tacoma does the taco Thursdays. Yeah. And so go to the top at about 3.30 in the afternoon and you'll get a seat. But beyond that is packed. Effing packed. It's like the donuts. What are the donuts? The uh, croissants? Uh, oh, they cronuts yes so okay they, they've cronuts are a trademark yeah word. so yeah. what's the other play calls them dosants dosants <laughs> yeah they, come on man oh so man funny. but like if you've got any food recommendations i love to hear about it because i love going to checking out different places and we love food uh yeah look at me <laughs> fat ass you, that's it um we uh actually should get, probably get to the crux of the oh, main yeah. podcast here yeah it's not just us bsing about this this is part two of Josh Shelton, who comes from us via the actually the city, like it was really cool. He was able to, to come down and hang out with us. Uh, he's for the Community Emergency Response Team CERT, and they're the ones who are helping with the emergency preparedness, and they're the ones making sure that you know what to do in the event of an emergency. If you heard our last podcast, he got into that a little bit, and now uh, it's just more of us talking about the sort of things that he's dealing with and uh, how to help out your yourself and the community yeah people should definitely pay attention and, and just get on there educate yourself just a little bit is that like the big one that you guys train for is it is it the eruption of uh of mount rainier is it like the big you know 10.0 earthquake that we're supposedly going to have because of the way our faults work are those the big worries or where are you guys looking at it with that the the big one that we consider worst case scenario is the Cascadia subduction zone earthquake. So that's basically a fault line, if you don't know, that runs from British Columbia, mm -hmm. Canada, all the way down to Northern California, pretty much. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it went that far. Yeah. So when that one goes, that's pretty much what we're, we're training for. That, that'll have several thousand casualties and just billions and billions of dollars in damage all along the uh, 
coast of Oregon and Washington up into Canada. So that's, you know, we do a five-year exercise by that name, Cascade okay. Earthquake. And that's uh, the one they, they were, everybody's planning for, right? Just from what I've heard, like Norwest Con, uh-huh. they have guys come in, emergency planning guys, and um, they said that the whole country is kind of planning for that one to be. Like, wow. Familiar. Yeah, because even though it just hits us here, you might be in Spokane thinking, I'm far from that, I'm good. But <laughs> Suddenly you have coastal property. You know, people are going to be <laughs> leaving potentially permanently to places like Spokane, Bend, Oregon, for Portland. They're going wow, to yeah. have to relocate and not necessarily come back in some cases so there there's a lot of research a lot of good research going on even right here university of washington tacoma and washington about you know, modeling these things and how people are going to evacuate who's going to come back and why so we try to accommodate that into our planning on you know just predicting movement and the impact of these so we're studying you know, structural damage nursing homes that are going to be um, oh yeah! Evacuated. So there's there are a lot of things that you just don't really think about till it happens. Does that ever just freak you out when you go to work? Like, one, <laughs> like in the morning, like one ten o'clock, you're like, I hope it doesn't happen today. Like any other day would be great. <laughs> Didn't sleep too well. I hope hope today's not the day. Yeah, I was going to say that my wife's going to be really mad when I tell her when I get home from this that we got to move because we just we just bought a house too. Like, yeah, we got we got to go to Utah. Mine's on top of a hill. I think I'm kind of cool now, right? Yeah, we don't want to no. scare people. And with modern construction, houses aren't going to do that pancake collapse like you might see in the movies or even some other countries, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, things will react in their own ways. But you know, with retrofitting for older buildings and just modern codes, it, they're meant to withst- and, withstand some of these earthquakes. And that's a kind of a really good point with like the retrofitting and stuff like that, too, because um, my house was built in the 50s, and so we took a look at it, and it seems, by and large, fairly, fairly all right, but also at the same point, it's almost 70 years old for a house. A lot of Tacoma, especially, I mean, we're in the Union Club right now, which was built in 1888, and one thing I know for sure is that the wiring, and maybe not necessarily here, but in a lot of the older houses that are built in the early 1900s, the wiring is horrifying. I thought you were going with ghosts. One thing I know for sure is it's haunted because we heard them today. That's true. There's ghosts. The wiring is terrible and you need to kind of make sure that like A, the foundation is good and all of that sort of stuff is because the older houses, uh, not to say that they were built any worse than any house that was built now, but they're some of them over 100 years old. So you need to kind of make and pay attention to that sort of stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? A lot of these houses have made it this long, so that's saying they've... <laughs> you're <laughs> probably... not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> so what we do see in these older buildings, it might be the bricks, it's chimneys that go down. Mm. You know, structure, the skeleton of the house is good. It's not going to collapse on you in most cases, but you know, chimneys, bricks on the outside, that's why then there's an earthquake. You don't want to go running outside because then you're, you know, the things falling off of your building are more likely oh, to hit you. So. Good point. Good point. You don't want to just run out there. You think <laughs> are you're you taking notes? You're uh, like, don't writing, run outside. I'm going to be listening to this podcast like three or four times. I'll be like, yeah, okay, cool. I need to know this. I need to know this. I need to know this. Yeah, for the earthquake, remember the, the drop cover and hold on. That's the, the <laughs> and basic. Break. Yep. I remember, uh, what was it, like the, the, the 2000, 2001 uh, Nisqually Valley earthquake and and I remember that happened. I was living with Brogan at the time. Him and his his, his baby mama. Aww. No, no, no. There's no awe there. That was that was horrifying. <laughs> but uh, I remember I was sitting there playing a video game, and uh, the earthquake happened. And I'm like, oh, oh crap! What do I do? And it was okay. Well, I want to get into uh, uh, the fetal position. <laughs> <laughs> and 
No, no, it's kind of no. true, actually. But I, I, but uh, what I did is I went into a threshold, and then I looked up and I realized there's all this glass right above me because of the high vaulted ceiling in the apartment. I'm like, maybe I need to move somewhere else. So I went to the bathroom and stood in the threshold, and it stopped. And I was very happy that it didn't collapse on me. Yeah. But it's that it's that trying to figure out what's going on when it's happening. Um, you've had to, from you know, doing this for many years, kind of dealt with people trying like just trying to deal with the situation as it's occurring. Like, how do people like what kind of thing should people be like telling themselves as it's happening to kind of keep themselves focused so then they can deal with everything else that's going on? Yeah, you always well, in the case of the earthquake, you just want to write it out. I saw one somewhere recently and I think it was a courtroom. Maybe you saw this video and these young girls are just filming it on YouTube and until the ceilings literally like panels falling on them or near them. Did they actually so? Don't you don't need to record this. Everyone is experiencing it. It's Yeah. So yeah. really what you want to do is find the best place. Don't go running throughout your house to find a good table to hide under. You know, if you have a sturdy table, get under that, hold on, cover your head, get in a corner of a house. We we don't say doorways anymore. That used okay, to be a okay. recommendation because um, well, I'm I'm, cause, good, I'm good that it wouldn't have worked for me then. <laughs> <laughs> it is a structurally protected area but the doors can swing and yeah. actually could cut your fingers off in oh, some cases Jesus. you don't yeah because you, you you're propping that. yourself up at that point so if it comes in ooh, yeah gruesome. and you know bathtubs are great but really like you said get away from glass that can break things falling on you so yeah don't go crazy about finding that best spot you're not going to have long <laughs> so just find a good good safe spot where nothing's going to fall over on you and ride it out and you know you should be okay and then they just want to focus on you know kind of situational awareness is there a do you smell gas is there a fire you don't need to go immediately turn off your utilities just because there was an earthquake if you're not smelling a gas leak for example or seeing mm-hmm. electrical sparks starting a fire you don't need to shut down everything because you never know if you'll get that back on again if you're not mm-hmm. able to do it yourself yeah the utility crews might not be out for weeks that's true if the whole city is out so don't overreact just you know assess your situation <laughs> no and- that's a really good thing <laughs> to is. say because it's just like there. like i'd like to say that I wouldn't panic, no, but people freak out. This yeah. is probably the worst thing to admit, <laughs> but um, <laughs> like uh, I was doing research <laughs> for this, and um, I, I ended up on YouTube, of course. And um, oh, all yeah. I was watching was the prank videos where people put the emergency broadcast on people's TVs. Have you oh, seen those? No. Oh, it's the worst thing ever. It comes on and it says there's a bunch of them, but a lot of them are nuclear weapons. Oh, there's been like missiles launched <laughs> oh, from North Korea man. and people lose their mind. A lot of people scream at the TV. It's like, <laughs> they'll just start cursing the TV and yell about the president. It's great. It's great to watch. Um, but then other people like do people run into their kitchen and they start grabbing like all the snack food they can grab. And uh, there's people I'm running out on my Doritos. Dude, it's pretty funny to watch, but then it's almost, um, it's almost sad a little bit. You're like, oh, I mean, these people would be lost, right? Yeah. Like, oh, man. It's a good social experiment. I mean, put people on the spot you yeah. see well, how people can react well and nobody <laughs> thinks it's funny afterwards <laughs> after it's over nobody likes <laughs> that's the prank no one likes well and i mean that even just reminds me of what happened in hawaii there was the the fake not the fake but the 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 trigger of the eas and they were like nuclear strike him 
imminent sort of thing, like missiles are coming in, you know, and and some people were just like, yeah, we didn't call anybody. We we're just like, well, this is what's going to happen. And sometimes, and especially when it comes out to larger disasters, there's not necessarily anything you can do, especially when it's happened or while it's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Some are predictable, like hurricanes, you'll watch the news and you can see those coming and their potential path several days out. For an earthquake, we are getting closer to what they call the early warning system. Mm-hmm. So basically, they have sensors placed throughout the state. And if let's just say there's a, an earthquake off the coast, it's going to hit one of these sensors. It's going to go to a relay center and then send your cell phone a, an alert message. So Science and technology is kind of cool, you it, know? It's coming. <laughs> you know, it might be seconds up to a couple minutes. It just depends on how far yeah. away you are from the epicenter of the earthquake. But even 10 seconds doesn't sound like much, but you know, if you're in the middle of a surgery or you can find a safer place in five it, to 10 seconds, if you have a little bit of warning. And it lets you mentally brace for it, yeah. too. And I think that's the biggest part there, because it, once you get that in, at least you can start kicking in problem-solving skills if you have them. And some people just don't have coping mechanisms. They'll <laughs> 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 just run into thresholds and pray. But oh. uh, there are you know different ways you can go about that. So it's good. Hey, it's Justin for the Union Club in Tacoma. And what is the Union Club? At the heart of it, it is a co-working space that is nice enough to let us actually record here, which is awesome. It is a spot where you can get a cafe membership, which is meaning that from 9 to 5 in the morning, you can have yourself a working space all the way up to your own private office. One of the beautiful things about this is that all levels of members get the beautiful view. They have print, scan, and copy services with Internet and utilities included. You can get an incoming mail service. So if you need a business address, it's right there. Free coffee, tea, and purified water. Access to the conference room. And, of course, all of the monthly events. If you want to hold your own event, anybody can do so. But with membership, you get a cheaper pricing, which is always good. If you want some information or to schedule a tour, head over to www.unionclubtacoma.com. This is also where you can get links to their social media and you you can see pictures of the location, how much personality this place really, really has, how awesome it is, and then maybe get yourself a tour. Again, check them out at unionclubtacoma.com. Obviously, we should be expecting, uh, not expecting, um, being prepared for um, stuff like the earthquakes for maybe a Lahar or anything like that. But you did mention that we recently over in like the Port Orchard area had a tornado. Now, how do you necessarily plan for something that you've never seen before? And you talked about the overarching um, things that you should have. Like, how do you prepare for that stuff? Yeah, you just have to, like I said, call it the all hazards approach. So it, you know, if there's a gas spill at the port for example a train crashes that Mm -hmm. you might get instructions to tape your windows stay inside Um, much in the same way you were alerted when the forest fires were happening oh yeah yeah it's a little less severe but it's the same idea you got messages from public sources kind of instructing you on a on a health hazard so you just kind of want to be don't overcomplicate it with every possible scenario you're either going to have to stay in your house or leave immediately. Those are probably the two, <laughs> the two choices. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, you start there. So and then, just think, <laughs> if I need to leave right now, and now I am left 
what do I wish I would have grabbed? Do you, you want know? Cool Ranch? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, and that's like one of those things that also makes me wonder. It's like, gosh, man, I need to make sure and like uh, not wait until the last minute to fill up my gas tank. It's like, don't, you know, I'll, I'll just fill it up on the way to work sort of thing. And it's like, I literally do that every time. It's like, <laughs> it's the most efficient way. And then you're thinking about it. And it's uh, if you're a little bit more prepared and you maybe not have to worry about that so much. And yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people run out of gas evacuating. If everyone's hitting the road at the same time, all of Western Washington, for example, you're not going to make it too far. You're not going to be able to get gas, at least no. in a lot of cases. So. Yeah, be be mindful of that. You definitely want to have copies of prescriptions, that kind of thing, important oh, documents. Yeah. And sometimes it's just what what information are you going to want to have when you have to replace your driver's license or passport if, for example, you don't make it out with that, or at least have copies of those things. Uh, you know, any, any important information, points of contact. You, know, you want to have an out-of-area point of contact so you can contact someone, let them know you're safe. I'm so glad my that. wife does all of this stuff. <laughs> like, she has the filing cabinet. She's like, I'm putting all of these things in here. I'm like... You don't keep that stuff to the side in case you ever need a new identity? No. Why not, dude? You need to get with Why it. Why do you need a new identity, <laughs> Scott? You never know, man. You never know what's going to happen. He's be, telling us right now. Be part of your grab-and-go bag. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, a grab-and-go bag. I've heard about those. I've heard uh, bug-out bags are the same thing. Yeah. It's that sort of thing. You're talking about... Um, um, like a little bit of cash, change of clothes. What are some of the other things that you would want in that? Yeah. I mean, those are two good things. Absolutely. Maybe a bottle of water. You'll keep it where you can potentially get to it. You don't want this to be on the top shelf of your garage. The idea is maybe your place is on fire. I've got a bag under my bed just with extra shoes and some clothes i'll be oh, pretty yeah, goofy shoes. looking but they won't be in my underwear you know <laughs> well i know and that was like i mean flashlight uh, yeah. de- dealing with uh, you know i've had friends who have had you know the they there was a fire in their apartment and they left and literally it was in their pajamas fortunately they wore pajamas when they go to bed you know it's <laughs> yeah. like there's one of those things you need that stuff just to just to have because you don't know when st- something like that's going to happen yeah for sure and it could just be a house fire it's not always the earthquake it could mm-hmm. be something that just impacts you dude have yeah. you ever had a fire alarm go off in a hotel no and to leave a hotel it's <laughs> no. one of the funniest things you'll ever see in your whole life unless you're mad unless it's like two in the morning and you're pissed <laughs> off because you have to get to work that's where i was but you see a lot of you see just a lot of people not prepared for life man dude I, i'm serious well and that's like i'm like uh, like having you on like and i'm really happy to have you on josh because it's i don't i don't want to like scare people and be like oh you know it's like it's inevitable these terrible things are gonna happen oh my god but but they are <laughs> <laughs> you want they are man you should be at least a yeah. little prepared for him, right? Exactly, and that's the thing. There should be, at the very least, a small amount of preparedness. And, like, even just, like, doing the, 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 the map your neighborhood with the, the quick 90-minute one, or, hell, just listening to this podcast a couple of times, just because I'm going to be doing that. Because um, <laughs> we need the numbers. Download us a lot. <laughs> one, time, one time I was in Hawaii for work. I can't remember what island it was on, but there was a tsunami warning. And oh. so, like, we're, we're there, and they, they, we were on the lower floors, and they said, listen, and we got everything just started going wah, wah, wah with red lights and everything. And the guy comes in. He goes, you know what? We need to get you on a higher ground because there's a tsunami warning. And it was like an earthquake in Alaska. And they said, it's going to hit this island. It's just going to boom. So everybody goes back to their room. And I'm like, um, I'm sitting there and I'm texting everybody, my, my family saying, you know, this is what's happening. I, everything's okay. I love you. I can't swim. You know? <laughs> and so I'm texting. And one of my coworkers was kind of, was kind of like a party chat, you know? So when um, 
she goes, well, I'm up at, on the top of the island. We took off. And I thought she's joking. I thought everybody's still in the hotel. I go, what? I go, you're joking, right? I said, you're still in the hotel. She goes, no, me and so-and-so and so-and-so, we got in a van. And we're, Peace we're, out, we're, Jeff. We're, we're, Dude, they ditched you. Yeah, and I was freaking out. And so my, my, my son's working there, too. I go, where are you at? She go, he goes, well, I'm, I'm in the upper floor with so-and-so and so-and-so. I go, you tell me. If you leave, <laughs> do not leave me here. Said, well, and that's like a big thing, communication, especially with, you, with your co-workers. Holy crap! Exactly, and luckily nothing, nothing happened. Like I, after about they, they said it was supposed to hit about two o'clock in the morning, and I had a window seat to the to the ocean. Yeah, so I was watching the waves, and nothing happened. Oh. You know, but but still, I was surprised everybody took off. They said, "Oh, we're we're out," you know, and I said, "Well, what about Jeff?" You know, <laughs> did you make it awkward when they came back? Just stared at him. You just yeah. left me here. You yeah, left I me. I was just like, "Yeah, thanks for the heads up." Like, hey, anybody else want to go with us? We're going. We're going up the mountain it damn was, it was kind of freaky but these people these, these people live in florida and i worked in florida for six years and they have hurricane parties so they they have oh, beds yeah. on when the, they have like an office pool of when the hurricane's going to hit but they do take care of themselves because one of our co-workers lost their house i think it was like katrina or something like that and there during that whole time they had like uh neighborhood barbecues because everybody's fridge was off so yeah. they just brought in all their stuff and made like this huge gumbo and they took care of each other and they lot they they were out of power for like six weeks even people that were more in and this is central florida and but they don't panic you know they're like they my my son he still lives there he calls it hurricane parties so when the hurricanes wow. come and they just pick a house and they go and they bring beer and they bring they, candles and, and they, they write it out ride, yeah and they just sit there and write it out and but deal that's with it the next day but that's awesome though because they're doing it as a community and getting it all together as opposed to just ditching you at the hotel that's and right. saying peace out yeah and it's great practice you can imagine if we had an earthquake every year people are going to be prepared yeah it's that you hear it could be 500 years i mean technically we're approaching the window of historical possibility but it's still a 500 year window <laughs> historical <laughs> possibility sounds so terrifying yeah. so good you know how he, he just keeps de-escalating everything he's like yeah dude no don't worry it's not a big deal we're like no the world's gonna end <laughs> i mean i see different stats and you know maybe don't quote me on this but uh, <laughs> but it's along the lines of a 10 percent chance in the next 50 years of a pretty major let's just call it a pretty major earthquake and about a 90 percent chance in the next 50 years of you know damage causing. Mm -hmm. i think you know, there are a thousand earthquakes a year in washington you just don't feel most of them maybe yeah 10 or 15 of those and you know it's just about one of those every five or ten years actually causes some serious damage like nisqually is pretty much the last one that was 2001 mm -hmm. so we'll probably see something like that you know before too long but you just never know when that the big one is exactly and it's like and like when you're prepared for the big one then you will be also prepared for anything else that comes as well yeah, absolutely what you can prepare for wait till we get that asteroid lady on kind of tell us about those are you booking asteroid ladies? i am actually that's not oh, a joke I'm, i've got a lady who's uh she runs a foundation for um the people that watch for asteroids that come in. really yeah, it's, yeah it's that's really cool. cool they I'm, work with the, the 
university. So, <laughs> oh, that'll be cool. It's super scary, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this will be cool. And he's like, no, this is actually terrifying. It's super terrifying. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Now, uh, something else is like, if, if people want to find out more information, how do you how do you find out the information about like the warnings and the alerts and all of those? Um, because sometimes it's kind of hard to navigate that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you asked. Definitely meant to talk about that. So, you know, if you're living in the Tacoma Pierce County area. Today, sign up for it's called PC Alert, which is Pierce County Alert. Oh, just search that online. It's easy enough. I think you get a number you can just text, and it'll sign you up. And basically, that activates your cell phone to receive alert messaging. And you can do email, landline. You can program it however you'd like to receive these warnings. So that's that's really the best thing to do. Uh, you may have seen the federal alert. Mm-hmm. I think they did a presidential oh, test, yeah. and that hijacked everyone's phones. Which uh-huh. is that's kind of the you know national alert. But yeah, if, as like, as if, local, if stuff is really going down at that point, yeah, yeah. But it's the same kind of the same functionality, basically. Pierce County Emergency Management, as well as City of Tacoma Emergency Management, we have access to the the warning system, and we'll you know we try to focus where these alerts go. You don't want to get a national alert if just Washington needs to or just the Seattle area needs to evacuate. Absolutely. So we are very mindful of who's getting these messages. You don't want to cause unnecessary panic in areas that aren't impacted. So that's another another challenge trying to isolate these things to maybe specific cell phone towers, people in a certain area, people with certain landlines in a neighborhood. I mean, it could even be neighborhood by neighborhood if there's a gas leak for example you oh don't yeah need, it makes you don't a good need sense to yeah worry the whole and you know if there's <laughs> yeah, an evacuation right. you just don't want to clog up the roads with people that really didn't need to leave their home you know they received this message unnecessarily and took action so. and now suddenly everybody's stuck on the road everyone yeah. has run out of gas or they're filling up the gas stations with you know maybe there's no power out there or yeah, absolutely. just getting the backups and everything and you, know, you saw in the campfires if you're stuck on the road and there's a <laughs> fire raging that's that's not good. So no, a major evacuation has to be like the scariest thing ever, right? There's just way too many people to get out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's it's true. It's, I know. It's like you just think, oh yeah, everyone will just be able to get on the roads. And what is the one thing you see in like every apocalypse movie is like all the roads completely and utterly blocked every morning. Yeah, I can't even get to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I can't even get to work on a Monday morning at four thirty in the morning. That place is jammed up on yeah. the six. Seven oh gosh, yeah. You know, that's exactly how it'll be. So another reason to have some food and water in your car, have have a full gas tank. You know, it's it's hard to keep up on this kind of stuff, but a little little effort goes a long way. You know, I'm sure I let my gas tank get <laughs> below half, even though we shouldn't just Oh man! Top it off when you have the chance, for sure. You're freaking me out. <laughs> I know it's just like where you, I love it because you were absolutely right. Josh is like, no, everything will be fine. You can just work it out. And like Scott's over here getting more and more tense and freaking, freaking, no, and, freaking yeah. and freaking out. You saw how I acted when that light came on upstairs. Yeah, I, I panicked. Yeah. I, ran, I was out the door. Yeah. yeah, I know. Like we just we go through walking here with Josh at the beginning. He's like, hey, does this does it feel like there's a ghost here to you? You guys are just running through with that. <laughs> yeah. So how do you emergency prepare? for poltergeists <laughs> but seriously josh i mean thank you so much um it's the community emergency response team um you're always looking for volunteers correct absolutely and so when somebody like from 
what can people do to help um, you guys with the volunteers? Because it's not all just about um, the emergency preparedness, but just kind of some of the back end stuff as well, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And there are volunteer opportunities all around the, the city. But for our part, we like to focus more on the disaster context. And mm-hmm. like I said, we'll do street festivals, different things. In the end, you're a kind of an organized workforce. It's not always, yeah. a, you know, earthquake situation. It's just people that have worked together and have some skills. And if something were to happen, they would be uh, ready to respond to that. So we've, we've been a benefit to those, but there are other things like, you know, the Red Cross, other ways to get involved, different community groups. But, you know, for CERT, we want you to go take the training first, which is about 20 hours long. Mm-hmm. Typical class is Tuesday and Thursday evenings for three weeks. Oh, okay. Okay. About 630 to nine. And then we do a disaster drill on that following Saturday where we moulage, have victims and simulate a disaster situation and practice kind of all the different things that that we've learned it's it's really fun and for anybody who is listening right now i mean if you look at your app uh, we'll have all the links for everything right on it but also you can go to our facebook page find all the links for this and uh talk with um uh to be able to talk with you josh about this sort of stuff and people hopefully helping out or at the very least getting prepared for something that may happen in their neighborhood because Everything is happening all over the world. There are terrible things happening all over the world. And sometimes people get overwhelmed by that. But you got to look local and you got to look into your community and that sort of thing and talk with people just to uh, just to make sure that everyone's on maybe not even on the same page, but at least you know each other so you can do something. Yeah, there was um, a tons. Uh, I don't know. It, it can at least be found through your website. I don't know if it was exactly on your website, but I found tons of cool information um, just on the emergency response kind of websites out there. Like yeah. different flyers, different ideas you can do at home where you don't actually have to go take a class or anything if you can't do that, right? <clears throat> I saw somewhere there was a year program where it was like, do this, like it takes an hour a month. and yeah, at the end prepare of the year. in a year. Yeah. yeah. What a cool, cool idea that yeah, is. Yeah, and right? there are a lot of different, every year we try to do different themes just to kind of keep the message fresh. But yeah, if you just get online, you know, search Washington State Emergency Management, FEMA.gov, ready.gov. Those are more the federal programs. But mm-hmm. you know, we're all trying to coordinate using the same information. We don't, you don't want to get mixed messages. So we're pretty much, yeah, we yeah, might have sense. our own packaging on it and <laughs> our local, you know, stamp. But otherwise, we're definitely trying to, you know, have a consistent message. So no matter where you are, whenever something happens, you know what to expect and it's as kind prepared of, as you can be. It's interesting on that sort of thing. I could just see the theme packages because I know some of them have been doing it, uh, have been kind of incorporating, uh, or at least the, the lead in would be, so zombie apocalypse is coming. How are you prepared? <laughs> and it's like one of those things. It's almost like a clickbait thing. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. zombies could happen. Aliens could attack. How am I prepared? And how do you feel about stuff like that? Because it seems at least a way to kind of get oh, people absolutely. interested. And through the CERT group, we did an exercise. We opened up our emergency operations center, which is just up the hill from here on Fawcett. Oh, nice. Fawcett. So we had about 20 CERT members, and you know, it's a zombie apocalypse, but really it's kind of simulating a, a pandemic situation. Ah, what do you okay, do if yeah. there's a, you know, it's more fun because it's zombies. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. It, it, it kind of simulate, you know, had fake news about the zombies. That's but, great. Should take yeah. them out to Dystopia Rising. And let them yes. go. There's a LARP out in the, on the um, peninsula that yeah. does a oh, zombie yeah. LARP. Yeah. 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 So it, it's just a good way to practice. And it's, you know, a little more fun than. I it makes know, it a little more interesting. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
Dude, Josh, uh, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to throw out there before we let you go, buddy? I don't know. I think we touched on a lot of good points. I just encourage people to, to start small. You know, don't get overwhelmed. Just every time you go to the store, maybe add a little bit more to your kit. And, you know, a lot of your camp gear might dual purpose as oh, survival yeah. gear. So, yeah, I don't want this to be intimidating to anyone. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people are more prepared than they think. It's just good to get organized and really, you know, have a little more of a plan. But, you know, wherever you're at with your preparedness, I'm always here to help. So, Awesome. Hunt me down or any number of people trying to do the same cause, and we'll get through it. Yeah, this was really cool, man. Thanks yeah. for doing it. All right. It. Well, thanks for the invitation. Thank you so much. Times. Man, that was so cool. Like, seriously, the fact that he would spend so much time with us. Again, Josh Shelton at the Community Emergency Response Team. If you've got any questions or anything, like, like he said, it's easy to search up, find the information, talk to him. And maybe get involved with this sort of thing. Yeah, man. I think any little bit of preparation helps, right? And it's something as easy as trying to get people in your neighborhood to come to your house for a 90-minute video or uh, going to the full-on response team, uh, the 20-hour over the course of three weeks thing. If you go for that, that's even better. And then at the top of it, like... If you're really into this and you want to help your community, volunteer for this sort of thing. They're not a huge operation, and these guys want to make this happen because they don't – basically, they don't want to see people just going in, like I've said multiple times over this, uh, Lord of the Flies style and losing their minds or thinking, like I said, Costco or Walmart is going to be the place that's going to (laughs) save everybody. Like, I'm going to go there because guess what? Everybody is going to do the exact same thing. So this is one of those that is worthwhile, I, I really feel, and uh, hopefully you're going to be able to uh, get some, you got something out of this, and it'll inspire you to do a little bit more in, in your area. If you guys want to get a hold of us, and if you find somebody that might be as interesting as Josh here, or a little out there like uh, some of the other people we've had, love to get that information. If you want to do so, info at gritcitypodcast.com. Send us a message on all of our social media, which is easy to find at gritcitypodcast.com. If you just want to uh, help us out financially, patreon.com slash gritcitypodcast is a way to do that. And through all of those, just share the podcast. Like, even if you don't want to give us money, because I understand uh, sometimes you're broke and sometimes you just want to buy like a new television as opposed to helping out us. Yeah, but if you do want to give us money... We oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. We will take that money. Uh, and it, Just throwing it out real quick. Um, I, I had a guy ask online if, if we took just donations, just regular donation. You don't have to sign up for Patreon. We do. You can go to our, our website, um, different pages, but uh, the subscribe page for sure has a, uh, a PayPal link. And so oh, if you yeah. just want to send us money because you think we're awesome, dude, send us money because we think we're awesome too. So. <laughs> yeah. And it'll help us be able to do more stuff like be able to talk with uh, the, like the, the city of Tacoma or talk with uh, the Tacoma Urban Performing Arts Center and uh, any of the sort of things. We're trying to integrate ourselves and we're having fun doing the us being super hammered on the on New Year's Eve. We love doing that. But that was pretty fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, but we also want to talk with other people and uh, get out there with the community and not just be like, like talking with all of our bar friends, which is still amazing and fun. But I want to do a little bit more information and this will help as well. Yeah. Kind of light a fire in our asses. <laughs> 
Maybe. <laughs> so again, like we said, gritcitypodcast.com will get you all that information. And seriously, like for our advertisers and uh, our patrons who do the business class, like castlesecpro.com, that's Castle Security Protection. Nice. Yeah. You can uh, do that by just going to all those. Click it right on this uh, descriptor. If you're looking at it on the website, all the information's there, all of our previous advertisers and everything. And I guess uh, until next time, guys, uh, peace out. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gridcitypodcast.com. <laughs>